This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and lover of bread, Jake Bockelman. <laughs> what? I like bread. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. This is On the Block with Stricken Baca. I'm Jake Bauckham and Eric Strickland uh, joining us as well as I add him to the stream. Uh, and it is, uh, it's a beautiful Tuesday, obviously, outside in Lincoln, at least. Uh, so interested to hear how the weather is out there and uh, wherever your Strick is. Are you still are you back home in Florida? Back home in Florida, man. It's a little chilly today. Uh, shoot, I think we're in the 60s today, but uh, that's still... That's pretty good for Lincoln. That's kind of what we're. Good. That's kind of what we're like celebrating. 61. Yeah, that's like <laughs> yeah. 61. That's a beautiful thing. I mean, the wind came through. I was in Texas. It, it's amazing. Just sometimes I'm like, how schizophrenic the weather can be. It's, you know, I showed up, got there, I walk out. I'm like, yes, this is the perfect weekend to get here. And then it's like, I go into a couple spots. We have, you know, some cigars and some wine. And then you walk out, and it's like. 40 degree drop just crazy like goes from 70 to like 40 like just that quick (laughs) so it was amazing man then you start seeing snow flurries so i was like what oh man even in texas that's that's how schizophrenic that stuff is there i mean i think here it's it's the thing that's it's more consistent it's a slow kind of regression down to you know the 60s or whatever so it doesn't just like you know go from 72 to 32 (laughs) <laughs> overnight <laughs> so it's not too bad you you can kind of deal with it so it's pretty cool yeah in nebraska we have no clue what it's going to be like like on friday it was a huge winter snowstorm and now uh it seems to be pretty good like 50 degrees out so <laughs> it's hard to yeah. hard to tell what's coming but we just enjoy it uh, regardless well not really enjoy it if it's snow but if it gets better the weather will uh even you know 45 degrees it's time to put, get our flip-flops on maybe go sun tanning that's kind of weird how Nebraskans are. Uh, once it gets to the winter, we'll do it. We'll just we'll celebrate if it gets above freezing. Basically, is what we do. Um, but it also, uh, some other news that we talked about in the first hour too. There is an asteroid that's going to be passing by Earth um, today. It was first discovered in 1994, um, and it's going to be the closest the the asteroid will come for the next two centuries. Is is the is the guess is that no other asteroid will be by Earth Ooh. as close as far as how big it is. There there are always asteroids flaring by that are smaller. Um, but uh, any interest in, in space and kind of asteroids and all that stuff, or is that you like to keep your, your feet grounded? <laughs> well, I mean, I think I, I like to look up in the air and see if you can see. I, lo- I love it when the comets come by, you know, and you get a chance to kind of see those types of things. But, yeah, for the most part, I, you know, you watch the movies enough to see <laughs> what some of the things can be if it happens to kind of find its way into our atmosphere. Yeah. So I, I think... You know, are we going to shoot something up to it and try to blow it up? Yeah, Armageddon. What's, what's, what's the <laughs> yeah? What, what's the uh, what's the game plan? Do yeah. we have a game plan for something like that? So I think that's where my interest. Yeah, start drawing straws. See who's got to stay on the asteroid. That was a, that was a good movie. I do wonder that though too. It's like it just feels like there would be something that would come and hit 
Earth after a while, but I'm not too scientifically knowledgeable about all that stuff. Maybe there's something protecting it. But, yeah, I would think something would eventually come and strike Earth at some point. But I guess we're not too worried about it as far as to after this one passes, the next couple centuries look pretty good for us. So uh, that's uh, yeah. that's the plan, at least. Uh, and <laughs> that's crazy, though, that they spotted it in, like, 1994, like I was in college. Yeah, like, I know. And they've been, they've crazy, been waiting all these years it? for today. Yeah. Today is the day. <laughs> that's crazy. But, I think uh, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. It's it's pretty cool what they can do. Uh, obviously, with space exploitation exploration, but uh, um, obviously, I'm, I'm nowhere near knowledgeable. I'd like to go up there. There are people starting to like go and and go around the moon or whatever. The the you know kind of the more uh, they're pretty expensive flights to get on there. Would you ever be interested in doing that? Wow! Just going to space. Are, are, are you so you're down with the SpaceX? I would, like, I would know, go. You, yeah, you got the meal ticket to go ahead and make that happen. <laughs> I think it costs a little bit more money for uh, than I have to get on, on one of those flights, but uh, I'd probably do it if oh, I like won wow. some sort of a giveaway or something. I'd be interested. Yeah, yeah. Well, shoot. You know, me personally, I like. Uh, I don't even really like to skydive. I, I think you know, going up that's a little too high. I, I, I thought it was pretty intriguing when they had the uh, Red Bull. A uh, spaceship that kind of just went just out of the atmosphere, and that dude jumped out with the space. Suit oh, that's on, right, yeah. Kinda, and and like at the tip of the atmosphere, and just kind of did his thing. Down. I wonder what that free fall would be like. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they say, the free fall is sick. You know, okay, free fall at you know ten thousand or whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 But what a free th- free fall at you know forty <laughs> or sixty seventy thousand. You know, be like yeah. that'd be crazy. <laughs> how, how many flips you could get in there would be pretty oh. fun. <laughs> I've never. Or how would you get your bearings? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that part. That would. How do you train for that? That that's the part. I've had a few experiences that have kind of brought me back to Earth or to to believe because I think sometimes we get in this idea that you know it's it's modern history. People are taking plane flights all the time. And it's not dangerous or any of that stuff. But you know, it's you're still a human being just up there, and you're you're, you're not a god. I mean, if you fall from that level, um, you're obviously going to die. But uh, uh, we've obviously kind of just normalized it. But it's 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 pretty cool and uh, and very very impressive for for. Uh, just the human race. I know that's kind of sounds like I've maybe been smoking some <laughs> something to come, come up to that conclusion. <laughs> uh, but I do. I think that that's cool. I think if you told somebody a hundred years ago uh, all the things that we've been able to do, they'd be quite impressed. Um, in any case, we better get to, to Husker sports. Uh, some people were texting earlier that we were trailing off a little bit too much, but it is always kind of fun to do that. Oh, I did want to ask you real quick because you mentioned it. Have you have you done skydiving before? Because I was oh, no. just about to do it, and then I had a son, and now I think eh, it's probably not worth the risk anymore. I think, man, I look at it. I'm like, man, I think I'm too big. Like, you know, cause you have to have, <laughs> you have to have a guy with you, you know, until you get a, a certain amount of hours of jumps or whatever, yeah. however many jumps. And I just like, I'm a big dude. Like, that's why like, I don't do like bungee jumping or nothing like that. I'd be scared to, I'd break the rope. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm too big. <laughs> well, they haven't so, tested it out that far yet. Nah. Yeah, that's possible. I, I I, think that just the older I get, the less I want to do those extreme fun things. But, uh, oh, well, that's that's for that's for the younger kids, I suppose. Um, it was a big weekend for Husker football. Anthony Grant was a, it was a guy we didn't really get to talk too much about. We were going to Monday, and then, uh, of course, uh, Chubba Purdy announced, in which kind of crowds the quarterback room kind of got us going off in that discussion. But as far as Anthony Grant goes, he's one of the, t- the top Juco 
running backs in the nation. And it kind of just leads me to ask you and, and let us know here on the Sutter Hammond text line, 402-464-5685. Are you bought in on Anthony Grant coming to Nebraska and adding to that running back room? Or have Juco running backs in the past with, uh, you know, decent levels of success, but maybe not that top running back level, um, kind of lowered your expectation. The, the Diedrich Mills, the Greg Bells of the past, um, which had solid careers for what they were, but probably not living up to the number one Juco running back type of name as far as uh, as recruiting sites go. Yeah, I can even kind of go back to Kenny Wilson uh, in the in the mid-2000s. I remember him as a top Juco running back coming in and not really competing outside of a great practice run he had one time. But I think I don't know if it's just the the Juco running back thing or just the team coming off a 3-9 and nine season overall. There's a lot of skeptics regarding, you know, regardless of what Nebraska does and adds, and, and it looks like it's been a really good offseason. Um, you know, I just had a kind of a hard argument with Nick Saner here who does the happy hour and, and big sky was kind of in the same uh, category where it's just hard for them to buy into anything because they want to see it on the field now. And, and I, I, I get that, but you're, you're gonna have to wait several months for that. I mean, you should, if you want to, if you like Husker football, you should probably think about Husker football in between those times and try to think it, whether it's, it, it's going to pay off or not. But I think a lot of people have just been burned by the three and nine season or in Anthony Grant's case, um, maybe Juco running backs past. Yeah, I think I think that is a possibility of of way of thinking. I think you you can understand how that you come to those types of uh, realization about the past and what was and what wasn't and so forth and so on. I think also what comes into play is where they played, so forth and so on. What was the level of the competition? Um, I think you can find some some good things in the Juco market. I mean, I think it allows them to continue to play. But I got a chance to watch a little bit of film on them, and I think what I saw was some wonderful traits. I saw some traits that that gave me some some confidence, regardless of where he stood as a Juco running back or what he was able to produce as a Juco running back or didn't produce or what his level of ranking was. I I, I, and in watching the film, I love the, I've loved the fact that he had great breakaway speed. You know, he, he wasn't a guy that just was, you know, six, six, two, 210 pounds that just kind of bulldozes and debos his way in, into the line. I thought I saw great breakaway speed. I love the way he runs with both patience and power, meaning that he has the ability to initiate some contact. Uh, but I love the way that he was able to have some patience. He has a great jump cut. That you know, if you, you you see a hole's not there, he hits a jump cut and he can boom get through the hole. I like that aspect about him as well. I also like the fact that what he sees, he's a one cut guy. He sees it, and and he doesn't like wait. He if he sees it, he hits it, and and that's what Nebraska needs is a guy that's um, got great vision, has an ability to make a, a cut, make somebody miss, but then also gets to the second level pretty quickly. And he does that. He's able to get to the second level. He can either make you miss or he can challenge you with his physicality. So um, 1,700 yards for him wasn't just a, you know, just they just dominated the competition. It, it You can see that there were some qualities in, in his runs. And it wasn't always that the lineman just dominated. He just was able to kind of find it, get lost back there, hit the hole, and then boom, he was on his way. Uh, very similar style of offense as well. And he seems that he's very happy uh, with Apple White and the conversations that they had. And I think it's going to uh, give them 
a, a great opportunity in there to use him in different ways. I think he's a three down back possibility. He can catch balls out of the backfield. Also make people, um, he makes quick decisions. I like that part about him. I think it gives him also an advantage over like DeAndre uh, Jackson a little bit, the, the running back out of Texas A&M. I think it gives him uh, a little advantage that he's he's actually coming in to enroll. He's, he, he should be coming back pretty soon uh, to get in and get enrolled, uh, whereas uh, DeAndre Jackson had a little academic issue with some, some, some issues that he needed to tighten up, and so he, he'll probably miss a spring game whereas he'll get a chance to to get some reps and get some, you know, get in and get those playbooks right and start understanding what it is that they want to require of him. I, I think it's going to make for a great competition. It's it's not one that anybody's going to feel that they have a lock on. They're going to just have to compete and bust their tail and and see who's going to be the best man in that in that specific position in that running back room. Yeah, it's going to be a fascinating uh, race. And like you said, for the spring game, the spring game is going to have some of the most intrigue that it's had for years because there's all these new pieces battling for these different positions. Um, and usually you kind of, ha- kind of have an idea of what, what's going to happen. There's an addition here and there. I was thinking the future altogether with the with the transfer portal and, and kind of how things are opening up in NCAA football. Um, it, it, the spring games are going to be a little bit more intriguing. But, of course, this year a little bit extra uh, something special there. Anthony Grant, for what it's worth, if you haven't heard, uh, heard too much about him was the number one juco uh running back and uh he was uh he was actually had some pretty good success uh during his time he he's, he was a 2018 recruit signed with florida state had all these different offers tennessee virginia tech florida state out, out of high school um but uh, then we had to go the juco route he rushed for 1700 yards at new mexico mexico military institute and uh, also won the national championship there, taking down Iowa Western Community College. So first team JUCO, and they have a tough program. Iowa Western, is oh yeah, very tough. And Nate Glance, who went to Bellevue West, was their quarterback there, is also going to be going. Got signed a commitment to go to Iowa State. So congratulations to him as well. Yeah, so I mean, it, it, like you said, it's not like they just kind of opened up for him. I mean, these are guys that are yeah, they're getting they're offers tough. to go different places and and to be in the championships kind of portion of it. Sometimes the lower yeah. level community colleges, you might be able to to add some numbers on there, but when you're playing the championship level, it's not easy to do. Um, so it's kind of exciting. Five eleven, two hundred pounds is kind of what he's listed at, um, and 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 really again one of the top JUCO running backs, if not the ju- top JUCO running back in the nation for Nebraska. Of course, joins a running back room that's somewhat crowded. Jacquez Yant had some issues getting on the field here and there, but I think he looked to me like maybe had the most upside. Ramir Johnson kind of took a hold of that job uh, toward the uh, the middle half of that season, and then toward the latter half, he, he still had it, but had some injury issues there. Of course, Gabe Urban was injured early on, but you expect him to come back and, 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 and be a, a central player in that. And then Marquis Stepp uh, will be an, in for another junior year after um, starting last year, kind of their bigger back. Of course, he's 6'1", uh, I think altogether, I, I think you've still been kind of wen- wondering if they have the lead back, right? I think that with the, yeah. the, the the guys that they have, you could put together a pretty good room. Um, but altogether, you're still looking for that lead back. Uh, between Grant and Jacquez Yant, I would probably think are, are the tops for that. But that, for me to say that, it's, it's almost kind of opposite of what we've seen, right? Because Gabe Irvin was their first attempt at that coming in as a true freshman last year. If he didn't get injured, he would have started over Ramir Johnson. And then Ramir Johnson was the closest thing to the starting back that was solidified and made differences in the games toward the end of the stretch last year. So that's why, you know, I I know, I know we want we hearken for the days to go back to Rex Burkhead and Roy Halo and Amir Abdul and have that all-conference type of back. If they don't have that... 
Uh, I still think they're in one of the best positions in the running back room that they've been in quite some time just because of so many different options. Um, it, you just hope that that doesn't become a problem in and of itself where you have so many options. It kind of happened like early on this year where they wanted to find the lead back, but instead they saw it was just kind of who was practicing best that week. And they'd kind of, and, and you'd get hot and cold and different guys would, you know, uh, would get a hundred yards one week and then not be seen for several weeks. I don't know if that's the best way to build your running back room either. So with Brian Applewhite, it could be a, a different approach and, and hopefully one of these guys stands above the others. Well, one of the things that's really important about that is that at least whenever you you have to deal so much in the transfer portal, it's good, good to have some foundational pieces, right, that are returning to you. Uh, some of those foundational pieces in the past have pretty much have ridden upon uh, Adrian Martinez really being there. But across the board, along those lines, it, it really wasn't much consistency and the secondary, I think the secondary was one other area where they they were they were pretty consistent, and I think that's why they did pretty well. I mean, they were able to uh, compete and and handle uh, things against some very good receivers, uh, receiving cores out there in the Big Ten. Um, uh, so I, I thought that was solid. Uh, I mean, even when you look at Ohio State and how good they were, I mean, you know, Njigba was just a beast. Period. But he had a big game, but. But I still think they were able to manage it for the most part, right? They were they were competing. They were there. He just made some great plays at times. So when I when I look at what Nebraska is trying to do and what they're trying to accomplish, one of the one of the pieces or places I look to is what happened to Michigan State. I mean, Michigan State there they lost twenty seven players in the transfer portal prior to Mel T Tucker coming on, and then Mel was able to jump in there and take those foundational pieces that were the heart and soul of what Michigan state was they who remained and then took 19 transfer portal additions and turned that into an 11 and two season. And, you know, dang near got into the top 10 at time and, you know, was a top 25 team to finish out. Um, I'm not saying that that's going to be Nebraska. There's a lot of uh, pieces that still are uncertain. There's a lot of things that are still uncertain, but I think they they've acquired some solid foundational pieces. Um, I, th I think their defense is going to be pretty good. It's just some questions there on the defensive line with some of the losses there. But I think for the most part, they've got some solid pieces and some solid foundations, some core guys and, and uh, to 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 look to. And with those additions would be able to draw them into a to 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 start a, a good culture and rebuilding a solid solid culture there at Nebraska. Hopefully that'll be the case. We'll see. Yeah. And I, I always say, if you're not good, at least be interesting and be intriguing. And, and I think that that part of that is to have some upside. And I think that they, they fill out, you know, all those check boxes. They're interesting. Um, I think they have some upside. Um, and it's a lot of it is due to the work that they've done over the last several weeks in the portal. Uh, let's go to the uh, Sarda Heyman text line, 402-464-5685. If you want to add a comment, Adam sent, Adam says, I think Grant is a great ad, but the old line needs to be good. Could have have the best running back in the world, but if they don't have blockers, uh, they're in trouble. Um, and, of course, that's always going to be a, a key problem for this and moving forward. The offensive line was the biggest problem on the team last year. Let me, let me make a point about that, right? Um, I, I, I was just having some conversation with some friends about that, and, and I, I, I was able to reference a, a running back that was very similar, both in college and in the NFL, and that was Barry Sanders, right? Barry Sanders, both in college and in, <laughs> it is sad, 
because I, I, I would say that, you know, Emmett Smith would have had a problem if Barry Sanders would have had an Emmett Smith type of line because Barry Sanders oh, yeah. would have averaged probably 2,000 yards a season with that type of line, right? And he was able to do it from a standpoint of not having a line. So I think it can be done, but you need a certain type of back that if you're not going to have that that clearing space, that zone type of um, line who can – you know, move their feet very well, and, and they're good at, at, at just getting some movement on the front line that uh, creates some space and holes, then you need a back that, that has great vision but it has the ability to hit whatever holes are there and make something out of it, right, whether it's three yards, four yards. But they've got to do better than the, you know, dang near the three yards that they were, you know, pretty much averaging at, at some points. But I think they have a few of those. I think Ramir Johnson wasn't that because he just he needed a little bit more room to be able to use and be effective with what he had. I thought Yant did that, and you saw that in some instances. I just think there were some inconsistencies with him in the running back room. I think understanding, you know, whether it be blocking assignments, concepts, or or just different things that he had problems with. But I think when they were able to use him at times, you could see there were flashes of it. Even with Yant, I think Grant it has some Yant in him with some Ramir Johnson with a combination of all of that. And you yeah. need that type of guy, that Barry Sanders type of guy with mobility. I'm not going to say he's shifty as, as, as Barry Sanders by no means, but I am going to say that he has great jump cut abilities and different things to, to just cause defenses to have to make a decision. Am I going to choose this hole? Am I going to fill this gap? Am I going to do this? And, and, and boom, he makes a jump and he's, he's into another so it's going to require the line to have some form of – it can't be any breakdowns. It's got to be just some form of either creating some space or creating some movement will allow him to be successful. Well, and I think it's just – it's, I think it's consistency too. I think that there are matchups where they can um, – you know, the, the special running back can take advantage and, and kind of go beyond what the offensive line gives them. But it's hard to do that consistency. I mean, we kind of see that, saw that even with Amir. You see that with Ezekiel Elliott sometimes. Um, is, you know, they can break out for a great game and, and go beyond and, and make great moves. But to do that week after week against, you know, the better of opponents, it's – tough to ask that so obviously if you need a, if you're gonna have a great consistent running game um, you're gonna need that offensive line to come along and that was something too about Michigan State that probably gets a little bit overlooked just because of how good Kenneth Walker was is that he was he you know he kind of flashed to your eyes when you're watching him and, and he would make some of those moves to get that extra yardage um, but they went from averaging uh, less than three yards per carry to having the you know the Doak Walker award guy walk into the room last year um, you know it, it, it's not all just one guy they had some additions on that offensive line that offensive line did have to get extremely better and then Kenneth Walker can evaluate it or elevate it from where it was but uh, we'll we'll bury that conversation for a little bit probably get back to it later certainly definitely throughout the rest of the uh, offseason as we head toward that spring game Uh, but we got to wrap up uh, the Husker basketball loss last night 78 to 71 to Indiana we'll have Chris Bastin of the Lincoln Journal Star join us next as we break that down that's uh, what's coming up next here on on the block with Strickenbach on 93.7 the ticket